Hello my brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode on the Human Source Codex. My name is Ben Tringrove and today Kelly and I have uh, Elias Delfinis back on for part two of our interview and uh, went for a little bit longer today, about an hour and a half and again went pretty deep down the rabbit hole into different uh, methodologies but one that we went deep into was around uh, energies and uh, the chakras. So this is something that I'm pretty uh, green on so I was asking all of my selfish questions to Elias and uh, we even got him to do a bit of a reading and uh, using his skills and abilities with Kelly which you'll get to experience. So another impactful session today with Elias. Hope you get a lot out of it. We'll cue the theme song and we'll get into it. So the big question is this. How do truth-seeking entrepreneurs like us sift through the gurus and teachers that persuade us through hype by promoting half-truths? How do we as inspired individuals raise our awareness so we can access ever greater levels of achievement and fulfillment? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ben Trimgrove and welcome to the Human Source Codex with co-host Kelly Stewart. So, so what you were saying, Elias, Craig, can, you've got the, the, the middle way. Yeah, the, um, the sacred middle path is, is, is what I kind of uh, thought of when you were asking about this, this sense of non-attachment. And then when Kelly reinforce that through um, the, the law or the rule of impermanence. You know, there's, we, we, we have to, we, the, the, the discipline is to practice detachment in the moment of being attached to everything. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's that razor's edge. It's that fine line. It's that, it's that moment to moment sense of impermanence where you're attached and not attached in the moment. And that's, that's, that's how I have interpreted the Buddhist sacred middle pathway practice. Mm -hmm. And like you said, in the moment, it's just, it's being the observer of both being played out, which is, which is that consciousness aspect of being able to observe. It was just really interesting in that book, Elias, that I was reading by Michael Azinger, and he was talking about how, you know, um, watching a movie, and when we're in the cinema where there is the observer and everything's playing out on, on the screen, mm. except for, and so when he was saying um, one of the meditations or questions to us is, you know, who am I? If I ask, who are you? And most people will start with oh, the name, what they do for a job. And they will say, well, what about when you were five that you weren't doing that job and all these different aspects. And then it came, the crux of it was essentially who we are or when answering the question of who am I, it's essentially saying, you know, observing. I'm in, I'm in this meat sack, but I'm observing the world. So when you say in the moment of it, hey? I am not the body. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even just that, what are you not? Constructs, you know, like of Muji and Ram Dass and, and a, a lot of the like Vedic Hindu constructs or Buddhist constructs as well. But, we can also find that in, in hermetic teachings too. And so it, it's, it's having that awareness potentially about like, what does that potentially mean? Is it the soul that's actually animating in the body? And we were just talking about like the soul actually coming through. Mm. And so in, mm. in the aspect of what we had a brief discussion coming into this is, is the soul actually animating our chakras? 
Yeah, that was that. I think in our first, our first um, podcast, we, I think we, we kind of skimmed across this schemata that I, I see in my mind on the, you know, the step down from light to soul, from soul to mind, from mind to no, from chakra, uh, soul to chakras to chakras to mind to mind to, you know, the constructs of the world. So. Um, and so by, by becoming a transcendent observer or by becoming uh, observing oneself through uh, the soul's perspective, which, you know, good luck, but nonetheless, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a goal that I have that I attempt to practice. Um, See, I find that quite difficult to do in the moment, especially if it's a pop more, uh, the greater the degree of polarized charge. But it's, I, I quite la I laugh at myself when I notice whether it be five minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours later, and I'm like, when I'm when I'm coming back more towards neutrality, I'm like, wow, that really got me going, you know. And then I kind of step into more of the observing space. Um, I think it takes a lot of discipline and also just practice. Is the whole when you can step into the moment when you're really polarized to then observe. Uh, no different working in the gym, I think. That's, that's uh, that what you said right there, Ben, was the reason I developed uh, a workshop and I, and I named the process humanity, where I basically uh, developed a, a really similar dynamic like this, except I was behind the camera uh, and I was videotaping the individual in the front of the class. And then the class was giving moment to moment feedback on how the, the object was orchestrating the room. And that basically it teaches people how to stay in the moment and use the chakra systems, use the use their heightened awareness of their chakra system to measure the quality of the moment. And when you practice that, that's what keeps you from being so engaged and polarized because then you miss the subtle nuances of information and data that is required to create a scenario that enhances a win-win scenario in a relationship or increased vitality in a, in a health you know, situation. You know, so you're right. It is it is a practice. It's time on task, and it's having a and it's having a um, a, a model or a discipline to, to practice. Yeah, like a, a technique. In a some technique, form. yeah. And to, to be able to utilize when you're potentially like what you what Elias and I've actually talked about quite recently is like say this technique or this model method is taking it into corporate situations, right? Mm -hmm. And being able to read that energy in that chakra level within a person, so like you're in a negotiation, and being able to know exactly where they are sitting in terms of consciousness mm. relative to the chakra energy that's being, what would you say, you know, like well, limited or is flowing all the way through? Yeah, the, well, everybody's got an agenda, right, when they come into a negotiation. So an agenda is a pre-planned, controlled outcome that they think that, that they think they want. That naturally creates um, a dam in the river of possibility. Mm -hmm. It naturally does. And, that, and then you can feel it in the room. It's a certain sensation. And then, and then it's, my practice allows me to see which chakra is emanating that sensation or that intentionality. And just through the light of my attention, without them knowing, we, we can non-verbally co-create a different outcome by, 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 um, um, by, by minimizing or by holding that intention accountable through, through 
shared awareness. They don't, they may know what they're doing from a mental standpoint, but they don't know what they're doing from an energetic standpoint for the most part, very few do. And so it's basically going to a soul level and communicating with their soul and saying, Hey, look, you know, this is what's happening. Uh, you think you could, you think we, we could co-create a better outcome for everybody because your organism's cop in a hiding right now. And, and it's trying, and it's attempting to impose a, a win-lose scenario on my organism and my team. So yeah, that's basically yeah. That's beautiful, beautifully said. I think this is going to take us down a, a little bit of a rabbit hole. Like my, my question around this is, is, is Elias, that um, I was reading a book that Kelly put me onto. It was called by Chris Voss. Remember that book title, Kelly? Uh, there goes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I got through half halfway through the book. I think I mentioned this last time. And there's there's not a there's so many books in the world that are on strategies and tactics and what you're discussing now is still forms of part of it at least is, is tactics and strategies like for, for me to employ that or to, to do those techniques I need to have a level of emotional intelligence and um, a neutral mind to be able to feel that right yeah you gotta, you gotta you'll definitely sense it you can sit there we could do it today if you want just sitting here it's because the because the field that I'm talking about is out of space and time, mm-hmm. so it doesn't require you don't have to be here in the room. You know, we could do it right now. It, it can be non-local entanglement, right? That yeah. you can still pick up on that due to the polarity uh, valency that's happening between each other. Mm-hmm. Even you're on the screen, and we're here in terms of the laws of polarity, laws of rhythm, laws of correspondence. When you have an awareness around that at a deeper layer in consciousness then you can learn how to actually equilibrate that or to how to actually shift that. But it's being so present to that, that feeling and it's through your senses, that's the only way that you're going to be able to objectify what is actually occurring and to be able to potentially shift that. And this is what's interesting, Ben, coming back to how, how this conversation started. The, the, the sacred middle pathway is, is intimately related in this in that you want what's best for everybody at the same time, zero cares, zero fucks about an outcome. That's so, the art of unattachment, yeah, right? Yeah. Is being present in the moment to to what is and then then but not see both sides. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you, you want to see what's actually going on. You want to sense what's actually going on. But if I have a bias or a bend in, oh, I want it to be fair, well see that's that's putting a bend on it. Well, I mean, this, if we look at the aspect and the, and the true actuality of fair mm. in fair exchange, mm. fair exchange to me in my perception is the middle way. Mm. And uh, I know we can say have semantics and yeah. different nomenclature and, and it, all those particular things around wording, yeah. but fair could also be considered as a non-zero sum game too. Mm-hmm. So potentially then that is that what the universe is actually looking for is equilibration and fair exchange amongst all organisms. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the biggest trees in the forest get most of the light. So I don't know. So but the, the point, but yeah, they feed the ones at the bottom. They right? do. They do. So, you know, so so if there's a symbiosis uh-huh. within, there's definitely a symbiosis uh, in the universe. So I, is I nature wanting to pour a vacuum in every format? How long is a piece of string? <laughs> Let's go into string. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, so, so, so we're looking here for finite answers, right? Yeah. Which we can't give. 
And, and, so, and this is to me is the sacred, this is the sacred middle path. No answers, mm -hmm. no answers. Uh, just a desired outcome. Potentiality, pure potentiality. Mm. Yeah. And the cool, and the cool thing is then when you're in that zone, you're so far out of your way. I, I love being the radar on a team. I don't like being the guy that drives the ship. I don't like being the grunt that's directing this. I just like being the radar. I, my, 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 function or my talent or my you know skill set is basically in what we're talking about is being able to mm -hmm. sense sense the etheric field and the fluctuations of intention in a room or in, mm. in a room so, so and the intention of, of being a service then and for those listening if if i or, or someone was to um come to you as um a client or a student or whatever you want to label it when you sit down with someone and meeting for them for the first time, whether offline or online, Elias, do you, is it going through just a conversation or like, hey, you know, what are you stuck with? What do you want? Or do you do a bit of an energy reading on them? What through your different methods and techniques and, and belief systems do you kind of start with someone as a client? Well, I usually, um, I usually get them, I mean, before going all the formalities of hello, how you doing? Once I finally get him down in the chair in front of me, I said, so where's your breath? How are you? How are you? How's your breath today? And they go, oh, see, that's not, they're, they're expecting to come and how to make more money, or how to have better sex. How are you breathing? You know, where's your breath? And I can sense the breath. That's why I'm talking about it. You know, I can sense their breath. I can sense the breath in here. You know, So I just say, is it, is it deep belly breath? Now check it out. Ben. Is your breath deep in your belly or is it up high in your chest, almost in your neck? Yeah, it's up, up higher for me at the moment. Exactly. So this is what I can already sense because you're the one who asked me the question, so you gave me permission to dip in there and, and give you feedback. Go for it. See, that's how that's how it works. I, I don't do anything unless I'm given permission, and you know. So you ask the question, so we're starting to we're starting to flow. So all I would ask you to do is uh, understand that the first is understand that the first uh, emotional. A state any mammal falls into when they start when they suffocate is anxiety so when so anxiety is a is a state of intention when the fifth chakra is is constricted or compromised so the fifth, have... chakra, fifth chakra is right here so the fifth chakra when, when it's constricted you're um you're, you'll be unable to self-actualize with your voice. You'll be unable to speak from your heart. You'll be unable to express your, your gifts to the world. It's, it's a real scientific chakra. It's, um, it's the chakra that, will, um, that allows you to speak about abundance. You know, that's why the, the, the um, Native American Indians put turquoise around their neck. You know, it's, it's the color, it's the, it's the color um, blue. Yeah, turquoise. And so, um, so when it's constricted, then, I, then what I would start to do is, um, and give, you know, once I start giving people feedback like this, and I start informing them from a kind of, a, it's a scientific, so now we're in class now, and I'm kind of informing you, that tends to start to change that breath pattern and that sensation in the individual's um, neck or front of the throat. So go ahead and check in again with me and see how you're doing. Is it the same or different than it was when I first started talking to you? Yeah, a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, a little more relaxed. So that right there is, a, is, a, is the first example of your personal transformational process. Once, once you're able to identify that, you're free. 
because what what the ego tends to do is it wants to make everything like everything else and that it's always going to be the way it was because that's the way it is now it's just an old habitual so but once we once we're able to um, provide an interruption into that habituation then we're now creating a new a new um, a new pattern of heightened awareness on your chakra system so once so once once we do that then i then i just say okay well now that you're hello back there big fella um, so once I, um, so, because this is, you know, I do, I do say basically, okay, well, what are you here for? What do you, what are you here today for? Ben? What, what do you want? What is it you're looking for? What is, what is the, because now, now we got the, we got your uh, metaphoric hand off your throat and you'll be able to express it better. Uh, ah, that's great. <clears throat> um, so when you, when you listen to that, Ben, can you actually see the relevance in terms of, uh, linking to axiology too as well you know and then we look at the mind-body relationship and then what actually does show up in terms of physiological feedback in people when when they are not being authentic to their purpose their their body starts to give physiology but it's in actuality it's a soul that's actually like putting the the shutdown or the blockages in terms of chakra levels then it actually permeates off into those different directions throughout the body right I would probably, yeah. I'd probably have to interject what my my experience has shown me. It probably there it's the struggle between the soul's self-expression and the mind's programmed pattern patterns. So it's it's more the, it's more the mind creating creating that habitual expectations that that have been based on some kind of emotional impact in their well, system subordinations. Yeah, that from, that from, stop the soul's expression. It, yeah, very true. I. Totally love that way yeah. that you, you spoke about that. From and, a, um, and I'm thinking about, you know, a particular person at the moment that has particular like throat issues and esophageal mm. issues and stuff. So in, in that is exactly, you know, the subordination to belief system mm. that has got in the way and blocked the soul from being in its full expression. Mm. So therefore the body is giving full feedback, but those elements are being blocked and shut down, right? right. And then it's having, you know, what we would call that's a primary cause and then we have secondary and tertiary effects that come off that mm. in terms of physiological you know breakdown uh disease etc starts mm. to actually show up and if we're in a boardroom situation let's go back to that if we're in a boardroom situation and you know that there's somebody that has a blockage in in their throat chakra in mm. the fifth chakra and they're unable to actually speak. So what would be some of the, the you know, like vibrational frequencies that you would pick up or, or feedback mechanisms that you would actually hone in on? And what would you do to be able to shift that in a person? Well, I would, I would, I would, I would did you have anything to say, Ben, before I take off on this question? Did you yeah, well, I was just going to say, I was going to say thanks for that, that gift that you just gave me, because that was a great awareness to a little, uh, feedback or as, as a coach or consultant or anyone listening because it is a little bit you just connected if I'm sitting down with a client whilst they're breathing like they're going to be able to more easily voice what they want to talk about which then leads to bring not so polarized back towards neutrality then we can more more openly and congruently get to the axiology and tele, teleology of things yeah. which connects so, us to so to answer Kelly's question the, the cues or the keys that I use to unlock a fifth chakra is I speak to the block and the block and what usually what usually blocks the fifth chakra or constricts the fifth chakra 
or um, ideas of uncertainty, dubiousness, anxiety, um, lying, um, you know, the cheapness, you know, those, those kinds of, that's what I've seen. I've actually created an out, well, I guess once we get them out, we'll send them to you. Ben, I've made, I've made up um, basically chakra maps of human intention. We'll send those to you and let you look at it. But, but so what, what I would do is I would just start opening up the forum with, um, um, you know, some questions about, so um, have you, do, do you or anybody in your family suffer from anxiety? And they don't know I'm actually talking to their constriction. I'm just talking to them like a physician. And then all of a sudden there is just narratives come up, stories come up, uh, memories come up. Oh yeah, you know, my mom, she uh, suffered from um, whatever, you know, and she was on medication for years. Well, that, that, that then tells me, okay, well, we could be dealing with an epigenetic issue that for that follow that's chased him down the line. Potentially, sure. maybe not, maybe so. And then, uh, then I start talking to him about, um, so how's your, how's your environment at work? You know, is, is it, does it feel like there's, um, are you, do you feel like you're in a, um, an environment of full disclosure where everybody's supportive and he goes, no, no, there's always this, you know, this backstabbing, um, uh, greed seeking an advantage to dominate others. And, and I find people just are so dishonest in the corporate world. God, God, God. Well, see, there's the line. There's the, there's the, there's that, that element. So then once I, once I have a, just an array of questions that just pop up on the fly because now we, our consciousness has merged. So I'm basically usually, I'm usually just asking questions that their soul wants me to ask. That's, that's basically, I've become a mouthpiece, a collective mouthpiece. And then so um, once, once it begins to click, did you have something to say? No, no, I was saying very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm piecing the pieces together, which is cool. Yeah. So then, so then, uh, so then once I can sense a, a deeper shift in my, in my fifth chakra and in my chakra system, I say, okay, now Ben, is it the same or different? Is the sensation in your throat or in your chakra system the same or different as it was when you, when you, not when you first sat down, but after the first time I asked you, once it changed, is it the same or different? And more times, more times than not, like always <laughs> without, you know, giving it a definitive uh, and more times than not, they always go, Oh, you know, I don't really feel that constriction in my throat anymore. I feel it kind of down in my, in my solar plexus. And they go, what's that? And I say, well, it just means you you feel a pressure on your solar plexus. Well, solar plexus, you know, that's your, that's your power center. That's where you have a sense of belonging. That's where you have a sense of family. That's where you are excited. So, you know, and, and if you notice, they just went into their whole story about how they don't feel like they belong in the corporate structure. They don't feel like there's family. They don't feel, well, you know, and he brought up family too with the anxiety of the mom. So then, so then I got to say, okay, well, what triggered that? I mean, in my own mind, that's the, that's the, that's the question. So I, I basically ask questions inside so I can know what to, how to facilitate the collective consciousness. You see what I mean? So um, then all of a sudden, so I just start asking about the, the, the uh, team or the lack of teamwork, you know, cause that's another third chakra issue. You know, how does the team work in your corporate environment? And he goes into all that. And I say, okay, now that you've spoken about that, is it the same or different in your third chakra? And they go, oh, it's a lot, it's a lot better now. I feel, I says, see, so whatever your, whatever your perspective is or perception is of the team dynamic at work, it's actually compromising your third chakra. Now people are going to be how people are, whether you're in the team or not. So it's up to you to actually become self-empowered and self-reliant and, and self-motivated. And you got to see 
you know, it's what you don't know that kills you. Well, now that you know it and you know that it's compromising your, your third chakra and you know that it's constricting your, because you're afraid to talk because everybody's lying. Now you know that that dynamic is what you're swimming in. You know, you sleep with dogs, you get fleas. Now you can become more authentic in your expression of self in a corporate environment and become the lighthouse that leads, leads everybody out of, the, out of that cesspool. Or many times what I've found in my own self is you tend to, because there's more light, because you're actually enlightening with your own sense of self-awareness, you start to shine light on all the subterfuge, all the, all the, all the counter agendas, all the, all the you know, covert you know, um, personal agendas that are in a corporate setting. And they just start blowing up around. You don't have to do anything, which is another, which is another, which is another Buddhist um, edict that I like to go by, the art of not doing. So the, the, more, the more you can be, which to me means the more, the more, the more you can express the life that's within you, the more it gets done without you participating. Mm. You see this a lot in um, relation to the form of relationships as well. You know, people think, oh, both people have to go to a counselor or a therapist. But when you work on self energetically, the other person can quite often change as well, depending on the degree of what work you've done. Yeah, it's true, man. And, and then also everybody's got to be on the same page and want to do that. You know, if, if some, sometimes if, if, if couples and I've worked with couples before, you know, you, everybody's got to want it to work out, you know. So yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes when one person is on the path and begins to wake up and the other person likes everything the way it was because I had control then or. That was my marriage. (laughs) (laughs) What I see is that there's an evolutionary stage, right? Mm. In any human connection. And the art of impermanence is also that all relationships are temporal. It doesn't matter what relationship you do have, whether it's in corporate business, whether it's in a personal relationship, et cetera. Mm. And it, it's, it's seeing and understanding that they are value-driven and being able to comprehend that when, let's just say, for example, you know, one person chooses to actually do the inner work on themselves but their partner doesn't, they're still playing in the polarity of balance, right? Because in a universal construct, that is what is meant to happen. That is what is happening. It's still creating the middle way. It's still creating the in-between. It's still creating the yin-yang. It's still creating, you know, like the equilibrium in terms of quantum physics, we want to break it down into that, that there is one person that's playing a positive, one person that's playing a negative, a proton, electron approach. Like they are still playing the polarity to, to each other. So when you have a full sentiment of consciousness, you could also understand it and be able to have an awareness over that. Mm. Does that make sense? And it then and be able to actually flow with that. If in fact you want to. Yes, if you want to. But if you have a level of conscious awareness, mm. that that's what you choose to actually mm. play within. Mm. Like there's, a, there's an acceptable dynamic tension that I'll live with. So the, the, the tension between opposites, mm. that's a beautiful word, right? Mm. And the dynamicness is that mm. it means that it's not ever going to be static, no. that it's going to be constantly dynamic mm. in an energetic flow between mm. opposites, right? Mm. And those tensions are going to be sometimes further apart, sometimes closer together. Mm. And when we can be in a pure state of presence to what is just like right now, mm. then we don't have that element of attachment, mm or wanting to actually change the future relative to what it is. We're just mm. really purely present in the moment mm. and being with ourselves as we are and allowing mm. that person to be as they are too, mm. right? Mm. 
right. as, long, as long as it's contributing, as long as it's contributing to overall quality, I'm gonna, there, there is a there is an overall premise. I think that that dynamic tension needs to it needs to contribute to overall quality in terms of the greater evolution of all sentient beings yeah. on the planet, right? But if it is becoming, um, let's just say, entropic mm. and digressing and it's becoming way too polarised, mm. then it's going to create, you know, what we call excessive tension between mm. opposites. Mm. And that's where we have the breakdown, not only in consciousness but also in the physiology. Absolutely. But also in relationships mm. as well. Mm. So there's multiple different aspects that are playing out. And like the chakra system that you're talking about is one form of feedback that we can mm. utilize mm. to be able to bring back into the middle way mm. between mm. doesn't matter who you're conversing with or or spending time with or sharing space with. Mm. Yeah. Right. I think you guys are blowing people's listeners' minds at the moment. So I'm going to do the pleasure of just bringing it back for a second. Okay. Now, excuse my. Um, my my ignorance Elias, was it chiro or osteo was your background uh, chiropractic and naturopathy and lifestyle medicine is my jam perfect chiro how can we relate a few things of chiro chakras and referred pain so the question around that is is what i mean by is that um say i have really tight adductors or, or hip flexors yeah. Yeah. At what and, and let's just say I'm, a, I'm an emotionally uh, neutral at the moment, so I can feel that sensation and aware of that feedback. At what point would I go? Is that referred tension that's hitting my hip flexors? Is it just a physiological thing? So I'm sitting all day. Is it a chakra? What's What's your um download? Well, usually, 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 once there's there's pain, once once there's some kind of imbalance or pain, then I always start there because that's usually what gets people. Uh, moving to get treatment. So usually once something has been allowed to get to a point of imbalance, physical imbalance or physiologic imbalance where there's pain or inflammation, then usually it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been going on for a while, unless you fell off a building and then that's a whole other thing, you know, but, but usually if you, if you are sitting a lot, that's, that's um, the primary 80 percentile reason for all low back syndromes, you know, bar, you know, when you have disc issues, but that's usually caused by um, hypertonic psoas muscles and the psoas, the psoas muscle is a, is a long muscle that goes from your diaphragm and it inserts on the inside of your femurs, which is your, your upper leg bone. Okay. And that mm -hmm. would affect your adductors as well because it attaches kind of up near where your adductors originate. So the, the interesting thing about the psoas muscle, if you ever want to chase it out, I think I've seen some really cool articles like, uh, the psoas is the spirit muscle something like that it's, they got just some great research out on the psoas muscle and the psoas the psoas is related to the kidney meridian and the kidney or the kidneys and the kidneys you know that's a that's a that's a basically a water chakra which is second chakra um organ system so you know i would begin to obviously i would treat the individual for their obvious uh, musculoskeletal imbalance which would be lumbar pain uh that is probably due to some hypertonic psoas muscle, uh, whether, whether it's bilateral or unilateral. And then I would start having, I would have discussions or I'd start having stories around the second chakra. And the second chakra uh, has to deal with obviously sexuality, playfulness, recreation or recreation. You know, that's where recreation takes place. Um, 
security um, situations like that. What, con- what tends to compromise the second chakra are uh, sabotage, danger, manipulation, um, lust versus, you know, lustfulness versus sexuality. So I would start having conversations about, hey, so um, is this a recurrent, is this a recurrent injury or is it, has this ever happened before? Or, you know, yeah, well, you know, what really triggered it the other day was I was walking along and I was on the phone and I tripped and fell because I hit my toe on the pavement. Well, most people would go, oh, that's unlucky. Well, see me, I would think, well, that's a, that's a self-sabotaging event caused from a lack of presence. So then I would start, so then I would go, okay, well, this person's, so then I would, I would start, I would start chasing that, that, um, that narrative down a bit and see how many more times within, within their life, they can recall, not like all at once. I'm not going to download a whole side of a therapy session, but like, I want, I just want to, I want to either corroborate or uh, negate this self-sabotaging intentionality. And then, so then maybe they'll say, um, maybe they'll talk about, and then, then it really flared up the other day when I was on the, on the, you know, the Bruce highway and, you know, there's, you know, somebody had spilled something all over the road and I got a flat tire. See, that's another, because the actual definition for sabotage is, is an unnecessary, uh, an unnecessary waste of time or energy or resources. So there is, you know, of all the cars on the road, all my had the flat tire, not the person in front, not the person behind. So you had a space and time. It was his intentionality that created that. Some listeners may agree or not, but it doesn't matter. That's how it is. Um, and then, so then I get like two or three, you know, in naturopathy, we usually say, okay, um, one subtle sign uh, might indicate something. Two subtle signs of the same thing for, uh, is starting to lead you down the path that, okay, they could have it. Three, three subtle signs put together, more than likely that person's got what's going, what, what appears to be going on. So I usually do the, the, the rule of three, you know, so if I can squeeze another or not even if, if, if another uh, uh, event or episode of self-sabotage comes up, then I'll know that, okay, well, that's a second chakra issue basically. And they're probably doing things that aren't uh, purposely or purposely or, 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 or unconsciously, they're not doing anything to help uh, enhance that area of the body, you know? And maybe they, maybe they might find, maybe they're self-medicating. See, that's lustfulness. So, so you know, they, they get around to doing too much drugs and alcohol. That's luciferous behavior or lustfulness. Or maybe they have their business meetings at the strippers. Not anything wrong with that. But, you know, you're sitting more. You're pissing through money. You're in a danger of, of, of um, breaking the bank because, you know, you can't keep from dropping 20s in some chick's G-string. I mean, you know, there's a whole story that goes. I've heard it all been. And then so um, I, I started kind of playing with them and their the reasons why they're being compelled to do that. So it's self-sabotaging behavior. Well, mm. yeah, I'm, I have a psoas issue mm. and I have a hip flexor issue mm. and I have an adductor issue. So I'm sitting right here now. So for the sake of that, I'm open to you actually like demonstrating, taking through, mm. asking me the questions. Yeah. Well, uh, from what from what I've gathered with you, uh, Kelly, you know, there's um, and, and there's pure authenticity here. I am open book yeah, and I yeah. am completely authentic. You can go to town. So Kelly and, and I, Kelly and I, Kelly and I usually business. spend a couple of, a couple of nights together anyway in yoga, and then we have coffee two or three days a week. So I kind of, you know, 
dude, I can't, I can't help it, Ben. I'm, I'm a profiler. Ooh, See, ooh, 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 he's ooh, been ooh. tapping in, and so I'm curious now. Like in that, let's go. Let's, yeah. let's just go and, and for the for the relevance of our listeners, I'm completely open yeah. to be able to honor the form to show how beautiful this work was. Yeah. So uh, well, then I would ask, okay, well, Kelly, what is it your left, left psoas or right psoas? Left. Yeah, so, so when, so the, the psoas, if, if, if you, if you stood up, Ben, I'm not asking you to stand up because this is your show, but what I'm saying is if you stood up and took a step, it would be the psoas that would be picking your leg up to take the step. Right. So just from a very, from a very basic understanding of, the, muscle, uh, the biomechanical uh, function of the psoas. Basically, it is you taking a step. It initiates the swing phase of your gait. So, um, so then you think, okay, well, the left side, and I'm using a con, using kind of a, a, a pretty well accepted construct. If you go into neurophysiology, the, 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 the neuro uh, surgeons go, no, no, it's much more plastic than that. Anyway, it's just a scaffolding I use. So the left brain is uh, a male archetypal. Uh, objective reason, language, uh, maths. The right brain is female archetypal. It's abstractions, art, beauty, chaos. Okay. So the, so the left side of the body is driven by the right brain. The right side of the body is driven by the left brain. Kelly's left psoas is driven by the right brain. So then that's the feeling brain as, as opposed to the doing brain. So I would say, well, then overall, Kelly, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're probably okay with what you're doing in life, but you could just feel a lot better about it. Okay. You know, that's just, that's kind of the overriding premise I would start to talk to her about. So to be able to have more feeling body and connect and empathy, like in terms of going forward yeah. into that. Yeah. So what would be in the way then? What question would you ask me that would be in the way of me not being able to feel to move forward in that? Um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a humbling, it's going to be a humbling experience, Kelly, because, um, you, this is probably why she's pulled me into her universe a little bit because I'm more of a feeling guy, believe it or not. Um, uh, I would have to say that probably, uh, one of the things that undermine your, uh, ability to uh, express yourself in your fullest expression is, is what you think, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to, as, as opposed to being able to bridge what you do know. And it is, it is bang on and at the same time being able to accept that there's a lot you don't know and that it's better for you to feel your way through the chaos instead of trying to logic your way through it and hack at it with your mind interesting so in in terms of that how would you express how i could actually like shift that more into a feeling component okay the cool thing about human intelligence is if in fact this is this is appropriate accurate feedback for you the same intelligence that makes your heart beat mm -hmm. is the same intelligence you know well the last thanks man no one's ever told me that and it starts to auto integrate mm -hmm. there's and see she's asking for something see she's asking for something to do because that's her strength you see what's here here the dialogue coming out so yeah so so basically, and this, what's cool about this whole morning and this podcast is we're basically practicing the art of feeling mm -hmm. and sensing our way through life. And being in, being in it. In the moment. Being in the moment. Yeah. That. Yeah. So you're, you're, you have an extremely strong will. I respect you. And, and, and at the same time, that's, that's the aspect of you that's undermining your, your health and your ability to overcome this, mm -hmm. this you know, little momentary impairment you have you know. 
in my in my hip and my yes. psoas and in my adductor muscle yes. down into my knee. Yeah. So it's so second, it's, first and second chakra. So tell me more about the first and second chakra then, because I'm and please don't hold back no, no, just no, because no. you it's, feel it's, like you're actually here in the room. No. With me. And this is this is the aspect of who I am. I uh, rip me apart. Yeah. So the, see that's interesting. I want you to just to listen to Kelly's um, dialogue. Like that is so masculine. You, you hear how she talks, it's very mad, rip me apart. And, you know, go, go for it and all this. We're really, I'm about actually being kinder, being gentler, being more sensitive to Kelly. That's who she has to get in touch with. But knowing Kelly the way I do, uh, as limited as that may be, I find that your will is what pushes you through uh, obstacles and you've relied on that aspect of your, mm. of your uh you know, we, we tend to always default to our lowest common denominator or our strongest skill set. And because that's what we're, that's what we feel safest in doing. Okay. Now, now you know that that's inaccurate when you, when your body begins to break down, because remember I said, safety mm -hmm. is a second chakra. Mm -hmm. So now you're basically no longer safe. You're actually endangering your ability to express yourself at your at your fullest potential so you're you're you're, you're basically uh, undermining your own health with this overriding will that's pushing you pushing you harder than you should push which is why you you know jumped right back on the horse sooner than you should or it's why you went and took a walk up the mountain before you should have or that's why you that's why you do things because that has worked before we have a message is that okay yeah. that turn so what i'm saying is that um uh, you know, the psoas muscle also uh, attaches the, 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 the most proximal fibers of the psoas muscle actually attaches to the diaphragm. Mm -hmm. So what you could do is start really, really practicing deep diaphragmatic breathing. Um, I noticed that when we do yoga, you're, you're probably your most restricted around your rib cage in your lower rib cage. So I would say probably uh, start to lay on one of those bridges, you know, those circles to be able to, to, be able to open up more because we're asking you to open up your heart more. Mm -hmm. for your for yourself mm -hmm. for yourself it's easy for you to do it for other people that's probably what you've done is you you've you've been able to open up yourself for other people at the sake of your own vitality and aliveness and i don't know that part but i can just kind of see it it's in you yeah of course so um so that's and then and then we're talking about the, the first chopper that's the legs and the anus okay so the legs the, the first chopper has to do with trust um uh security um you know, that's, that's Maslow's you know, hierarchy of needs. It's the base chakra. It's, it's where you feel the safest. And you, you, you know what happens when you, when you go to, at the top of a building bin and you're, you know, you're 50 stories up and you go right to the glass. You know, what was the first thing? Besides your asshole puckering, your knees give out. You know what I mean? Exactly. So what happens is, even though you, you may want to be, uh, be trustworthy or be honest, honest is another first chakra emanation honest and trustworthy and, um, and safe, what'll happen is if, if that chakra is being compromised, you'll see eddies that are opposite of that. You'll see, you'll be in an environment, even though you're telling the truth, you'll be in an untrustworthy environment. Even though you want to be honest, you, 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 you go, Oh, fuck, you know, I can't really tell them that because you know, you'll start, you'll start making up reasons why you can't actually be fully disclosed and honest about something because you got to save, you got to, you got to okay. withhold, 
information because maybe that information is going to be used against you. See, so that's manipulation that gets up to the second chakra. So you're playing in this cesspool of counter intentions. And the whole time your, your, um, your electromagnetic system is being twisted and turned and compromised. And then, and then your breathing, pardon me, torsion, torsion. And then your, your breathing gets shallow. So, and, and if you're sitting a lot, so the, the psoas muscles sitting a lot. So, you know, uh, a, you know, a tree, a tree's branch is bent, you know, it grows in the way that it's bent grasshopper. So, you know, like if you're sitting every day, your psoas muscles being told, okay, you got to shorten up every day because this person doesn't open up into, into passive extension much. So you, you're giving it, you're giving the psoas muscle that physical uh, data stream, but then you're also compounding it with uh, counter intentional data stream of, of uh, dishonesty, danger, manipulation, um, you know, in an environment where, oh, a debt, debt is the opposite. You know, the first chakra is money. The second, the, the, when it's compromised, you're in debt. So you're dealing in a situation where there's money and debt. You know, debt is compromising the first, the first chakra because who knows why, probably because you're in an untrustworthy situation. I don't know. You know, that, that's all going to come out in the wash. So that, that's the stuff that I would probably ask you to probably Look, look at those qualities and ask you to kind of look at and see how you could modify that environment that you're living in because uh, and start cleaning up maybe your relationships. Personal relationships? Or? Personal businesses. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. You know, it's... Um, and, and would there be an epigenetical factor? Again, like I'm coming in from an intellectual level, sure, because mm -hmm. I'm here to ask questions mm -hmm. and... Um, is what is flowing through me is like mm. an epigenetical factor, which could, could there be stored memories like from past experiences that are, that are actually stored in my cellular system Absolutely. that are unintegrated or unbalanced Absolutely. that are actually now being fully expressed. Mm. And to, like for, for most people that know me, they know that I went through a huge trauma like mm. three years ago. Mm. And, and in all of these things you're saying, yes, I lost everything that I owned, mm. including my husband and my full identity. Mm. And around that time, I lost the aspect to actually feel safe. Mm. And it took me to a place where, you know, I, I got to a point of suicide, yeah. to that complete point of what's the point of being here mm. in that format. Mm. So how would you actually you know, speak to that within me? Because mm. I know that that's still the storage component that's mm. holding, holding me in this form. Mm. So what, what I would say is that there's an old, there's a, you know, if you had to confront your, if you had to confront your own death mm -hmm. and you had to make an objective uh, choice as to whether or not you were going to uh, flip the switch, swim out the ocean, jump out of the plane without a parachute, whatever, mm -hmm. that's usually quite liberating. You know, that usually puts the ego to sleep. Okay, so that's one part. At least you won't have that taunting you. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean, nonetheless, that you're not relying on what got you through that, which is your will. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to negate the will that I have. No. Because it actually kept me here. Yeah, exactly. Because if I went too far into the feeling body, then... Then, then you might get, then you might get, you might get hurt like you did before. Mm -hmm. See, so many times, Kel, um, people tend to shun pleasure to avoid pain. Mm -hmm. So... So there's probably a degree of that that has happened over the last three years. I don't know. I've only known you the last couple few months, but, mm -hmm. but um, probably you shut down your feeling capacity because you were hurt so bad. Potentially, yeah. 
I mean, I'm just saying that's just from a clinical standpoint, that's what I do is I just kind of, I just kind of ask questions and go, you know, I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying, oh, well, probably should just shut that part down. So I would just ask you to um, start to practice sensing, uh, you know, sensing your, sensing your um, environment as opposed to uh, analyzing it. See, is, not, it, is it possible just to sense without analytic component? Yeah, absolutely. And just be in the sensory? Absolutely. So when I go to the mountain, and as I do quite regularly, and mm. I step into the sensory and, you know, I put on Mozart and dance with the mountain, mm. being in the full sensory. And, mm. and those that have worked with me too, I also give, and I give them things to do, take shoes off, like feel the ground, mm. like walk with their feet completely touching the earth so that you can feel mm. the vibration. Or... Or yes, like yes, on Friday I went to a waterfall and I laid on the rocks to feel mm. the sensory component of mm. like the what the rocks could actually bring, mm. the vibration of frequency, and then the mm. water mm. in that. So, so what I, I guess if you had known me three years ago, I was a fucking bitch. Mm. You know, I was the entrepreneur from hell. Mm. And you know, I, I was a corporate CEO of these three organizations that, you know, I just could not connect with with that aspect. It was all about power and money and driving and force, yeah. right? And yeah. so yes, the vibration had actually polarized in that format. And the interesting component that um, because of the work that I do, and you could say I'm intellectualizing it here now and justifying, is that the horses were the other side, mm. where I really advanced my feeling body right through the horses to actually communicate to them in a sensory level. Mm. So that's why they bring dogs in hospitals. Yeah, you know, it's the same. It's yeah. a similar. It's a similar thing. It's just cool though because horses they don't have the language to actually say, okay, now come. You need to start tapping into your sensory body now because you're actually, you know, using me to uh, heal that. But you're going to have to do it yourself. But you can get a sense of me. You know what? Thank you for saying that because now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like it's really that just really hit home in terms of feeling that because that actually did bring the work to me mm -hmm. when I was in the states of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what they're for. That's what that's what that's the beauty about nature and about animals and and. And um, and you can understand, Kelly. Whenever whenever you give me feedback, I I never I really don't ever. I'm so different in how I process data than you. I never think of oh she's justifying, oh she's analyzing, oh she's. I, I just kind of just I just I'm just here with you. I'm just being with you. Just Yeah, that's really all I do, and and that's how I process my surprise bullshit that comes to me through emails. I mean, that's one thing you'll find, Ben. The things that get us the most are things we don't expect. And I kind of like it in a way because it allows, it gives my ego something to do because it's so, it's so, it's so calm most of the times. You know, like my, my, it's like a fat cat near an open fire. So I kind of like uh, dancing with dickheads because they tend to, you know, they tend to get my ego up and I go, okay, you're still alive. That's good. I'm glad you, you're with me. Still here. You know, still here. Here I hear, oh, no, now, now it's starting to make up a bunch of scenarios that are absolutely false. Oh, now I've engaged it. Isn't that great? Okay, well, let's just run with it for a day. I'll give you 24 hours to get the fuck off. So anyway, but um, so that's basically, sorry, I just segued there. I just gave you a bit of my skitsy part. Uh, but but what, what I would do, Kel, is like, and instead of, and I know that you, I know that you go through uh, the process 
of feeling and the process of sensing your environment. Once again, though, you got to remember that you're, the template by which you sense is through thinking. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, but if we, okay, I'm going to go full quantum here now. You know, in the, the template through which we sense is through thinking. No, the template through which we sense, the, through which you sense is through thinking. Yes. And could there be a, a possibility that I'm tapping into a panpsychic universe, right? I would have and no does idea. The, does the mind then, you know, what is the mind that creates mm. thought? Mm. And at a different layer, the mm. thinking that I get is what I would say is downloads now mm. in some form. Okay, but just remember, we're talking about your your first and second chakra issue. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the things that are actual or the things that are in that realm. We're talking about whatever whatever is that is that the schism then between between the the high mind and the lower mind that you, we could say you know the panpsychic universe is all is consciousness. The collective consciousness is the high mind, the soul coming mm -hmm. through through the body mm -hmm. above the seventh seventh chakra. Mm -hmm. right? And so, because I tend to play out there, I know, mm. like, I, some people would say I need to be grounded mm. because my mind is entangled with the, the collective consciousness. It's mm. out there. And so, is could it be a possibility that my first and second chakra are in that torsion tension at a polarity to hold me in that in this space? It, 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 it's a possibility. And if it was... Um if it was an effective and efficient strategy, you would be without pain and discomfort and immobility. Is that completely possible for any human physiological construct to actually be without pain and to be without any physical in And still, still be in the quantum field? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So in the essence of that, is there somebody on this planet that is a human being that is demonstrating that? I don't know. They're usually they're usually hidden away in a cave. I guess I don't know. Okay. You know, like it's it's you know when you got to dance. That's the tough thing. You know, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Mm -hmm. You know that you can, steps. Yeah, you can always you can always stay in the cave. You know, like you can get boons of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I feel like uh, you know even in his book, you know, there, there are there are compromises. I guess we got to make when we want to bring we want when we want to bring those boons back to humanity and share them. And is it is it then a, a part of the journey of us being like highly spiritual conscious people to actually have these experiences to 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 be able to go to the next stage of the journey? Right? Mm. When you hear the call, you either make a moment, take a moment in that you either heed to the call when you're in the mm. hero's journey, mm. or you turn away. Mm. Right? And I'm very familiar with that, and mm. I, I've taken the call. Mm. As and, have I. Yeah, as you have. Yeah. And we know that along the way there is the test and there is, mm. you know, the, 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 the next stages of the journey mm. for us to be able to assimilate, integrate and work through mm. on the, on the, on the. You know, and getting, getting back and that's, and that's true. And then once, once, uh, and, and we're also, you know, when we are, when we are on a transformational journey, our vibration, it, it, it changes, you know, it, it higher, lower, I don't know. Nobody's measured it, but it changes. Let's just say it changes. Then all of a sudden, our, our old, our our old uh, vibrational constructs by which we defined ourselves or by which we habituated ourselves in before we answered the call mm -hmm. now have to be up, up regulator, up modulator, or something. 
you know, whatever up to us. Um, so, 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 and, and on top of that, getting back to your epigenetics, you know, so then on top of that, we still have to do the internal work and clear out mommy and daddy or cultural um, schisms that f follow us genetically because our, our, our DNA is like a, it's like an interdimensional antenna. And it's an interdimensional quantum storage computer. Yeah. Computer that. So, so you know, as you heal, messaging. as you heal, all those before you heal, and all those forward, forward. you heal. So, uh, so you know, it it could also be, and I don't go with my clients to this level, but with you, I will, because there's also that as well that you have to dance with a mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. And I, and I believe that you know the work, the inner work that I'm continuing to do with the feedback mechanisms I'm getting physiologically and also socially. Mm. is is to raise a level of consciousness not just for me it's mm. for the collective mm. and and it's not just for now it's mm. for the future like mm. you say mm. and it's we understand yes i'm quite intellectual yes i can be academic in wrong ways is that all information is stored on wave particles of light right mm. and waving a particle at a quantum level at its smallest component at planck's dimension is where all information is actually stored mm. And so if we can have an effect on that frequency and that vibration mm. through our thought process or our perceptions, which are electromagnetic, and then that gets stored in those wave particles at a cellular level, mm. it's got to go forward, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. If we understand that construct, mm. that all information is stored on wave particles of light, mm. and, then, and then as we go forward into the future, where, and that goes out into the atomic structure, for the next layer of humanity to come in and to bring mm. that into assimilation into their physical mm. body or their form, mm. then we are providing information for the future. Right. It's just that um, sometimes our, what, what's the old saying? Sometimes our enthusiasm out pictures mm. our abilities. Mm -hmm. So I would say that all that is accurate. It would just, I would just say that maybe dial it back a bit so that you can uh, first serve yourself and your functionality with all that in mind as an overriding, you know, like a, the, 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 the gravitational pull of a distant star, mm -hmm. you know, that you're moving towards. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just that, uh, and I'm not telling you what to do, how I was going to say, it. you can't sacrifice your now for, for the, for the hope of a brighter future based on science that you know. And, and I'm not in that format. I'm integrating. It's, it's me and the we, it's mm -hmm. not, the I as, mm. as capital I or the capital mm. S self. It's, it's integrating the components of the collective yeah. and I am part of that. And yeah. those two things are not separated. Yeah. They're interdependent on each other. So it's having the awareness of, yes, like the physical form may be out of intention at a polarity yeah. and bringing that back. That is the feedback mechanism for me to come back in here yeah. to capital S self. There you go. And to be able to do that inner work, but not actually negating the collective yeah, at the same time. Never said time. that. Never mm. said that. <laughs> do you hear it? Tell me what you hear, Ben. Oh, it's just very interesting to observe. I can tell you, I've written a few notes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to ask some questions. Go for um, it. In your work, Elias, do you do something that um, you, you'll sit with someone and do like, do like a constitution? Do like a what? 
Is it is it called a constitution that naturopaths do? Is that is that what well, I said? Cons- consultation, consultation. No, 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 not a consultation. It was called a. Is it that naturopaths do, Kelly? I Mike did one the other day. She did a constitution. Ring a bell? No, no idea. Yeah. I'll have to come back to you that one. I'm pretty no, sure that it's almost like in a, a full assessment of of body, I, but not I, for the, the diagnostic of the human elements. You know. Yeah, well, I would call that. A, yeah, I get you, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, that's what I do. Um, my notes are my, my notes. Uh, what I, I I deal with four pillars. That's kind of my 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 uh, my uh, template, and it's the biological, the sociological, the psychological, and the spiritual. And underneath each of those pillars, I I write, I take notes to 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 get a uh, a holistic overview of where that human is in the moment. And then what, whatever, you know, whatever their priority is, is what they came in with. But then I can draw links into what contributes or, or what impedes their progress. You know, where yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is what I, you know, when I was listening to you, you, you two before, and I think I said this on the last um, podcast, it's like the more you go along the, again, coming back to the hero's journey of healing or, or trying to achieve the life that you want or however you want to describe it, the real need for, it's almost like sages are making a return to the modern world in the sense of specialists, generalists of, you know, both you two are great examples of knowing, going deep into many verticals to then connect the dots to make it a holistic approach to helping someone heal, whether it be in a relationship physically, money, whatever, right? And um, I've not only had the direct experience through Kelly through this and other people and now through you, Elias, but it's it's quite profound. Like you don't really see it a lot now, but I'm seeing more of it come online, which is which is quite fulfilling. Yeah, cool. it's awesome, man. Yeah, and, and it's the age we're living in. You know, we're, we're living in the quickening. We're living where the vibration is just generally, you know, the pot is boiling a bit more now. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's good, uh, you know. But hopefully you know. the pot can boil uh, rapidly, so then people notice a lot more. Else they'll just boil to death, right? Yeah, I think I think they I think I think they are, man. You know, I mean, everybody. You know, I uh, want to say everybody. A lot, a, a much higher percentage of people that I talk to respond to uh, cues that I that I naturally kind of give out to find out where they're at in their consciousness in their journey. They, they respond a lot more now than they did say 10 years ago. And I go, oh, mm-hmm. they actually carried on with this conversation. Wow, cool. Yeah, then that's the cool thing when you see someone shift that trajectory. You know, my parents are, are one in that in that at the moment, which is um, really cool to see. And, you know, I was at least the initial spark to set them off in a new trajectory. Um, hey, Ben, could I, could, I stop you, could I stop you right there? I just want to ask Kelly, did I, did I give you enough feedback? Did you want any more feedback? Give me whatever you want. Okay, <laughs> probably the best offer I've had all day, Ben. But um, I just want to—I just want to, uh, you know—I just want to make sure that you feel like you've been heard and served. That's all. I just want to make sure that it's absolutely okay. I mean, there's yes. Okay, yes. good, good. Yeah, it's always good to do that, Ben. You know, like because uh, you want to make sure that people feel check heard. in. Yeah, check in, man, because it's—it's it's a respect that people rarely give each other nowadays. And um, 
because, you know, as you know, in our little trio here, we can segue a little bit and sometimes go off tangent, but it's always good to stay mindful of the present and what we react, what actually started this journey, you know, and uh, it's really important to me because if Kelly gets better, I get better. And if we get better, you get better and you get better, we get better. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, I need a, I need a little bit more of a life in my life. I think I'll have to come uh, see you for a few uh, <laughs> catch-ups alive. I um I wrote something down here. You know, you said before, well, Kelly, that's that's your template for sensing or for senses. So, what's your template then, Elias? For um, if it's the same word label, sensing, senses, feeling. If it's not thinking, it's basically I I um, like right now. Even when we're fully engaged, I'm I'm fully aware of the uh, my chakra system. So, you know, there's seven main chakras I pay attention to. And uh, then I also pay attention to uh, my, my body, like if, as we're talking, and I'm making this up because it's, feel, it's felt really open and clear here. So it's all good, you know? Um, but um, like I might, if I feel a tension or a pressure in my, in say my right, my left upper lobe, you know, for the most part, people go, oh, I'm having a heart attack. You know, it's something I gotta get people up. No, it's just, a, it's just a, a, it's just energy. You know, and then so what I do in the background of while I'm fully engaged with you, I go, okay, well, how big is it? Is it spinning? Is it square? Is it circular? Is it rough? Is it smooth? Is it spinning to the right, spinning to the left? Okay, it's the same or different. Okay, it's different now. How is it different? Well, let's move farther to the back of my body. Okay, is it the same size? No, it's smaller. So that's that's what I'm doing on autopilot in the back of me. I'm just moving energy in and out of me all the time. So that's my sensory experience. Mm. Okay, so it is a form of thinking, but it's almost more subconscious than conscious. Well, I just, I've been doing it for so long, 30 years, this, kind of this practice. Yeah. So, uh, so they bring- it's not really thinking. It's, a, it, you know, I don't really, thinking to me, and this is all semantical stuff that, that Kelly mentioned, you know, we can't always kind of wrestle with semantics. Sure. It would be, it would be thinking for me if I said, oh God, what does it mean? Oh God, does that, is that the same pathophysiologic pathway of, uh, of some kind of neuralgia? You know I mean? That's, that's thinking. Right. So me. thing. Yeah, right. Okay. But so my, my, uh, you know, so my thinking, I guess it's, it's, I really, really, really consciously attempt to limit it to observation. Unless somebody somebody requires an answer or requires a highest probability outcome from my perspective, I'll I'll give them that. But I really, I really, I really attempt to avoid thinking much. Yeah. because, Because I found that most of my, most of my greatest epiphanies or aha moments or insights into another or my, my own suffering is usually without me in the way of it. It just pops in. Sure. Could sure. We say, again, semantically and in the, my words is that um, as you, as you're getting that pop in, that it's your intuition that is guiding you to what is yeah. right. Yeah. And to me, you know, like as we, equilibrate or lessen the attachment which you could say is also mm. the observer yeah. factor yeah is allowing ourselves to observe and be with what is in terms of the energetic components in our body mm. and then we we get our intuition which which is a message from our soul which is just before integration mm. and that is the highest form of feeling that we can access as a human being before our soul delivers us a message that is full integration. So intuition is not full integration or full um, bringing like the two complementary opposites together. It's a, it's the highest form just before that. 
and where we can allow ourselves to actually be in the observer component to awareness mm. without labeling mm. and without giving any meaning to, yeah, without any meaning to it, any yeah. meaning to it then our soul is going to guide us yeah it'll true. drop into intuition and our soul will actually guide us true true before true. the in, uh, intuition we say that's uh indifference um what well, like ambivalence i mean the kelly i mean kelly knows what the model i'm talking about indifference in intuition was it something differently entirely on that model oh, okay intuition is not indifference intuition is beyond indifference like it's another layer yeah. above indifference because if yeah. we're still in a highly polarized feeling state, then we have a, have a state of indifference where we're then still in a judgmental component in terms of the thinking mind or the, 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 the high mind that is still thinking in its physical form. Mm. But when, when we can actually step into the observer, which is a layer above the thinking form of the higher mind in the physical form, intuition then will guide us to the soul. Hmm. Like, the soul will come down through you then. Like I, like I feel, can I step in? Uh, what I feel like when, when intuition comes in, that's like, um, you know, the, the, the soul, you know, dropping in and just giving me a pearl for my mind to then strategize around, mm -hmm. you know, and then I use my intuition to obviously to create the right strategy that allows that intuition to express itself as, as, as best it can without bias or, or, slant on how i think it should be expressed you know usually it's really it's they see it's once a, again it's a tricky tip it's, point, it's, right? a, it's the sacramental way coming back mm -hmm. i love that the circle keeps so even though you get these jewels of wisdom from uh, on high it's once it drops into the pool of mind and then mind starts to do this polarizing belief system based on whatever whatever it does mm -hmm. you know there has to be a discipline or a commitment to um uh, Neutrality, really. That's their space. There has to be a, a, a commitment to maintaining the integrity of that truth or of that insight or of that jewel, you know, mm -hmm. without you putting your personal bias on it to create uh, an outcome that is uh, that has personal interest, you know, um, invested in, in the outcome. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. You said before, um, you said the throat. I just want to jump in. This is really interesting because, like, that capital I is the personal interest that you have in it, which is stem from the ego in some mm. form in the in the Vedic construct. You know, mm. like to me, ego is not bad. It's your. It's actually your. Mm. It's actually your axiology that is what we are here to do. Right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, in its construct, it it to me it shows a deeper layer of understanding in terms of ego. But yet, it has been constructed as being like you can't come from the ego. Mm and to be altruistic and to be of service mm. to others before self, mm. right? But we can, we're can we starting to actually see and feel that these things are not actually ever separated. Mm. No. It's only our mind mm. that separates them in terms of contrast mm. in which exactly. is based on our belief systems and, and our, our subordination. And, and that's where this commitment and discipline, that's, that's what I'm talking about mm. when, I'm, when I mentioned the discipline and commitment. It, it, it's it's even it extends into the ego to uh exercise exercise the um the, the commitment to expressing that jewel that you receive from on high you know and without its personal interest involved that its bias involved and that's and that is when you are um you, you're you're sitting on the throne of your castle the, the, the ego no has no longer 
uh, abdicated you from the throne. You're actually, you know, I always looked at my ego as kind of the, the warrior in the, the warrior in the cage that I let out of the cage whenever, uh, whenever I have to do, you know, a metaphoric battle, you know, to carry out a certain uh, crusade or a certain, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, you know, go ahead. Let me carry on. No, I was just going to say that's its functionality for me. That's its, you know, it's like right. the, it's the, it's the, the, this is the, this is the, I just find this absolutely fascinating because this is where a lot of people, excuse my French, get fucked up on the, um, on the hero's journey of personal development because again, semantics, like depending if you've gone strong in one vertical, which was me for a long period of time or gone very wide, it's the language that we use as humans that really confuse and distort information, right? Cause you'll say ego is this and I'm going, I use um, JD's or, or Freud's um, construct of ego. So, the, the, but with all that said, the thing that I find humans, um, we get stuck with is this illusion of better. If I'm going to study this vertical of Vedic or this, it'll be better than worse. Like yeah. trying to, again, you said, you said before, you know, shunning pleasure to avoid pain. When we kind of surpass or have an awareness to this whole, better over better over uh, you know positive over negative or you know trying to get away from that we can yeah. become more we can just take these these nuggets and you know, create the world that you want to live in and yeah. so be it there is no better one way is better than the other well it's like it's like finding it's like an internal well let's say we have a company and let's say ben you have a certain uh you, you have a complementary skill to kelly's and kelly's i have a complementary uh skill to you and kelly has a complementary skill to me so I don't, I don't even want to do what you do, Ben. You know what I mean? Like that. So because of that, let's just say metaphorically, you're my ego. So now I'll go, okay, I have this functionality in me and I'll, I'll name my ego today, Ben. And now cool. ben, I, want, I want you to carry out this function. That's how I look at it. And it's got like, it. I've, got this, I've got this other part of me that is really great at nurturing and loving and warm. And it's like, okay, well, let, let Elias, let, let uh, Elias do that one. You know, and then I got this other one that, you know, you know what I mean? There's, it's like, I've got a, 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 a an orchestra of participants inside me. An orchestra of traits that yeah. are here to be fully expressed. Yeah. Yeah. And each human being has all traits, right? And it's just to the degree that we actually choose to repress them mm. or suppress them relative to our subordinations and our belief systems mm. that we, we shouldn't, shouldn't actually express mm. them. But what I love about this is the fact that we're starting to actually see that we we are all similar but different mm. in the form right, that we actually exist in. Mm. And that's what I find fascinating. Why mm. has nature given, given us, A, we all have the same subset of traits that mm. we can express or repress in any given moment, so therefore we're, we're the same and similar, mm. but yet we choose to actually express them at different times, which therefore gives us a construct of being different in mm. a different form. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this is where the hologram actually plays out. Mm. And we could go like riff off on this one. This will just, just blow my mind to be able to do this. And I think this is where we should go to in the next time that we actually mm. talk about. But um so therefore, each individual that is on this planet has a uniqueness to them. Yes. Which is where they choose to, you know, live in the form of their expressions or impressions, mm. which cannot be the same mm. as like, each person that we're actually sharing space with. Mm -hmm. So this is where we look into the law of a risk escalation, which is similarism differences. Mm. 
that is the one and the many in the form that plays out. And so therefore each person in their uniqueness is here to be of service to that, to bring it to the collective. Mm, yeah, and which I, when, makes up the whole. Yeah, when, when, you, were, when you were speaking, I, I, was, I was seeing this organism of humanity. Like yes. we're all yes. individual cells yes. in one big organism. Yes, yes, yes. And then, you know, and the best, if you, even, even if you know how cells work, you know, there's, there's uh, proteins that do their job in yes. a cell, and once it becomes bothersome, it becomes toxic, uh -huh. and so then the cell fucks it off. Exactly. And so but then it, totally but then it, toxic. but then it gets, but then it gets, uh, then it gets denatured, and the amino acids get restructured in a different protein or whatever, and it goes and does another function. Exactly. So there's so, like in the in the cell in itself is birth and death, right? Mm. Apoptosis and mitosis. Like mm. it's differentiating mm. at multiple stages of evolution. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and you don't see the cell, and you don't see the cell holding a grudge against the protein that just left it. <laughs> oh <laughs> you took, you took, you, you took, took some cytoplasm from me, you bastard! I'm gonna sue you. Oh my god! I've <laughs> now installed RNA into my system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, people are like walking around with a bunch of egos. They're walking around with a bunch of id. Again, yeah. depending what, what what you look at, it's interesting. Um, this has been probably my one of my favorite, if not my favorite podcast. So thanks for uh, for coming on, Elias. There's a question around um, epi epigenetics again, and storing mem st memories being stored in in the cells, which is depending on where people are at with listening, is uh, what comprehension can be very abstract. But we'll go with it for a little for a second. As far as epigenetics go, memories being stored at the at the cellular level. When you were looking at the psoas again, right, and that's to do with more like stepping forward or you know, like you said, swinging the lead. Can we also look at then if I've done the form of like I'm stretching, I'm hydrating, I'm eating clean, mm. uh, I've I've integrated my all my conscious things that are to do with like stepping forward on you know whether it be female, male. Mm. If I'm still having issues with stepping forward or that that muscle's tight is it to then go okay there could be possible epigenetic memories on the psoas on my left to then go either have conversations with people think back into what's stored from my past but what if you don't have access to people from your past and what memories might be stored in there does that make sense yeah yeah for sure so what i would do is when you're when you're doing a specific psoas stretch and you're taking deep diaphragmatic breaths, you know, deep belly breaths while you're doing that stretch, internalize the question is, is there anything in this, in this imbalance that, re that requires my awareness? You see, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the questions you ask that get you through the, that get you through yep. the laboratory, that get you through the, the um, maze, man. It's not the and answers to the questions. So then, yeah, yeah. and then, and then that allows you to come to, cause then you're, then you're, you're really having to get very, very subtle with yourself. And like, well, I think we talked about it the, the last time that I was on the podcast is that, you know, when I'm working on someone, I, I'm very, I, I walk in there and I've got a blank, uh, you know, I'm blank in my mind. And also once I start working on them, I start seeing these different image, this different imagery or slow motion movies, or I get these, these different impressions in my mind. Uh, and then I start, making them a dialogue of, of communication with the person that I'm working on. And then, you know, high probability call, it's usually, it's usually can be related somehow to their experience. And then, and then that allows them to create a narrative around the, uh, the, the topic I kind of proposed. So saying that 
it, it works the same with the individual. If there's something that's quite elusive for me and I'm not quite getting it, then I'll, I'll start asking questions like, what, what is this doing with them? I mean, was my mom or dad and I, was that it? Or was it, is this something that is, oh, is this karma? That's going to shit me if this is karma. You know, I'll just, I'll just start, I'll just start playing, you know, being playful, not being serious, man. Don't make it, you make it, if you make it too serious, you're going to make it worse, you know, so, but just, just ask questions, say, okay, so as it relates to my kidney meridian, okay, the psoas is a second chakra thing, okay, the psoas is, is on the left side, it's swinging my leg forward, so what is it, what is it that I could feel better about with the steps I'm taking in my life? I'm doing what I want to do, but what could I feel better about? What aspects of what I'm doing could I feel better about? You see, you just start asking questions, and that, that's, it'll, it'll, it'll create a whole other opening for your consciousness to start, to start, you know, playing with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and, then while you're, and then while you're doing the stretch and you're doing the deep diaphragmatic breaths, allow the, the sensory feedback from that stretch and from your breath to let you know if you're on the right track of your inquiry. Yeah. yeah it's a feedback. Yeah. 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 So then you have a, then you have an actual tangible feedback loop you've established yourself with your, uh, with your direction of inquiry. Yeah. You know, it's like being blindfolded in the swimming pool, Marco Polo. Remember that, you know, that Marco Polo, you know, you're moving, you don't really yeah. know what you're doing, but you're allowing, oh, well, so I just let go. Wow. That's what I do when I'm doing yoga with Kelly on our yoga nights. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping in there and I'm asking myself questions on the tension or the discomfort. And all of a sudden, man, I'll, I'll just ask a question. Tears start pouring out of my, my eye. I don't even know what it's about. It doesn't matter, but my, my stretch goes boom and it opens up. Do I care about what was what the tension was in there? No, it's just a story. It's just a narrative. <laughs> yeah, exactly, a story. You know? so, this is us when we when we're on the yoga mats together, right? Like he's bawling his eyes out next to me, and I'm like <laughs> next to the other side. Then I'm crying, and then he's doing the same thing, yeah. right? So it's like this whole thing. Yeah, and that's does. what I love about yoga is that it does release the tension yeah. in multiple different aspects. Right. And I, and I never walk away from going, oh, wow, I didn't know that me, you know, my mom and dad or my girlfriend. I never, it, all just, it doesn't matter. It's just, okay, it's, you know, it's like you're over it now. It's, you processed it, whatever needs to be processed. That's enough. Let's move on. You know? Mm -hmm. That's what I would recommend, Ben, if you want to. Does that help? Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I know it was great. It's just, again, it's that, that, um, I think I've worked on it. Well, I have worked on it a little bit with Kelly. You know, I might come see you about it. Like I have this really interesting thing, thing, you know, that what just came up in my mind when you both just said, you know, I'm doing yoga and oh, just, I released a tension. I, I was crying. I had no idea. And then Kelly said the same. My, I don't know, my id or my ego kind of goes, shit, I'd hate to cry in public. You know, so, then I, so then I go, what's that? You know? human being that doesn't cry oh. bullshit yeah yeah so, thanks for being honest like yeah. that though because now you're busted <laughs> see yeah yeah before, no, i mean it, it, we, now, now you know that we know so now it's on you're yeah. you're busted yeah yeah that's yeah, fine i'll i'll come to you but yeah so this that is something you know being more when i came to um kelly well when, when we first kind of connected probably over a year ago now kelly that you know i was heavily masculine and you know, I kind of come from the framework of like, what's empathy and feeling like what? Like that wasn't even my language, so to speak, because I was trying to be a successful entrepreneur that was like, oh, if I, if I, if I slam my head against the wall 1001 times, that'll work. And uh, it wasn't. So then I was, I was basically forced through my perceived 
perceived failure of going, okay, let me look at what else I can do to become whole to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's well, so how did that go for you now? Did you are you achieving what you wanted to achieve? I, yeah, well, surprisingly, but not in the form that I perceived that I wanted it. Mm. Well, I love that when that happens. That like happens yeah. <laughs> yeah right so um yeah I'll, I'll certainly come connect with you and cool, explore some stuff with you elias and um oh we could talk for hours but we'll certainly set up another one i think and yeah. um thank you ben thanks but, ben. no problem all right guys well thanks thanks um thanks very much for your time thanks guys for listening to the the human source codex hope you got a lot out of it i'll chuck some things in the show notes um about what's being said and otherwise you can contact kelly and i at the taurus.io is it taurus or just the taurus kelly taurus consulting.io or the taurus. there we go and um for you elias what's the best kind of contact point are you are you are you doing this the system that you've created i like i'd like to be able to give people access to these charts if you do that as a resource for people it, or... is, a, it is a it is a, a, a work of refinement and progress i'll be good to go on the, um, during our next podcast how about that and for cool. any information you can contact us and i can pass on the information yeah. to, to elias with that and hopefully elias will be joining us on the taurus so yeah okay awesome perfect awesome. all right guys thanks for listening thanks, and we'll see you next time see you,